Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast with Christy and Lindsay. Grab your coffee and let's chat mindset. In these mini episodes, we talk about how now is the perfect time to get in the best emotional, mental, and physical shape of our lives. Our minds are the most powerful tool we have. So let's grow together. Good morning, the Perfect Time Podcast crew. Thanks for listening in. Today, let's chat about energy. Want to? I think I want should. to. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, so, um, man, this is going to make me sound real dumb real quick, but it's early, and I, again, haven't finished my coffee yet, but energy cannot be created or destroyed, right? What is that? That is what? What law is that? Gosh. <laughs> What? Stop. Is it a pop quiz? (laughs) Not a science podcast. So who cares what that was? But it is a thing. Um, You can change energy, but you cannot create or destroy. Right? Is that how it goes? Um, Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that that was Newton or something, but Einstein. Einstein (laughs) said that. Okay, I just well, Googled so- it. He said energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed from one form to another. It's the okay. first law of thermodynamics. And I only know that because I Googled it while you're talking. First law of thermodynamics. Mm-hmm. There we have it. Someone way smarter than us said that. And let's chat about how we can apply that to our lives and why that's so important right now. So this week I listened to the most inspirational gentleman I already forget his name which is so terrible but um Lindsay do you remember his name because we talked about this offline well I did not watch it yet but I again I could do a quick little search yeah you you talk and then we'll plug him okay so this gentleman um is a motivational speaker he was born with no legs and only one arm and his one arm like he had like one functional finger on the one arm and obviously I think he's like in his twenties. Obviously that is coming into life with a major physical disadvantage, but he is the coolest guy and has devoted his life to psychology and helping people through tough times. He lost his brother to a drug overdose and that really kind of, um, you know, catapulted him into this level of like wanting to help people, you know, like here he is with, with only one arm and he's doing mentally better than someone who has all four limbs and is still struggling. So I, I don't know. He just has the coolest story. Lindsay, what's his name? I don't know. I was looking through multiple movement and I can't find it yet. And I feel like I'm distracted by not being okay. able to listen. So we'll, we'll, we'll find it. In the show notes, he's like super famous. You probably know who he is. I just can't remember his name, but anyway, he was talking to us, um, about energy and high energy yielding high income or high productability or high success versus low energy people. Um, yielding low income, low success, low motivation, all the things. And so I just, that really like struck me because I, you know, if you think about like 
different people that like right now do this little exercise in your head. Like think about someone who's very high energy and when you're around them, they kind of boost you versus think about someone we all have them in our lives. That's a total energy suck. And every time you're with them, you leave and you feel super depleted. Um, and, and then again, think that you cannot create or destroy energy. You can only change energy. Like that is so fascinating to me mm-hmm. that those, those people who have high energy, they haven't like pulled extra energy out of the universe and created it. They've just found a way to change their energy to make it be a high energy. And whether they've done that through mindset work or you know, physical exercise or dietary or better sleep than I had last night, like whatever they've done, it's probably a combination of all of those things, right? Yeah. Yeah. The healthy version of themselves. They have borrowed energy from somewhere else and now they're a high energy person. And when you have high energy like that, you attract people because people want to be with high energy people versus energy sucking, energy depleting people, right? And so it just creates this amazing snowball effect. Your energy is high. You're attracting people left and right. When you attract people left and right, you attract, um, you open doors to new opportunities. And when new opportunities arise and you're the best version of yourself, you're creating new financial opportunity, whatever your goal is, financial opportunity, friendship opportunity, health mm-hmm. and you're just really opening yourself up to borrow more energy, if you will. And then your energy just gets higher and higher and higher. Yeah. I, um, I did not watch what Christy's talking about, but I love this idea. And I also think it's kind of like, like high energy people are attracted to high energy people. And then there's that saying like, misery loves company. And I think that I'm not saying if you have a low energy, you're miserable, but I also think that, you know, when you're operating, like think about when people say, I don't like my workplace, like everyone's cranky. It's almost like a culture there. Yeah. No. And so it's hard to go in and change that culture. It's easier just to fit into that cranky culture you know, and then there's these workplaces that get touted as like, it's the best environment. Well, is that because the people who started that company are leading with this really positive energy that then is contagious. And so it's attracting like-minded people that also want that. Yeah, totally. I feel like, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, because sometimes like I find people will say phrases like for people that are like really like energetic and always, you know, energizer bunny, they'll be like, Oh, that's too much for me. And I'm like, but what's too much for you? Like their happiness or like, you know what I mean? Like, why is, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, totally. I mean, I think I have felt and been told actually by a lot of different people in my life that I am too much for them. And I, of course that doesn't feel good to hear, but is that my problem or is that their problem? <laughs> you know, like truly. Um, and listen, we don't all have to be everybody's cup of tea. Um, but, yeah. but, you know, sometimes you're going to be, you're not going to be suited for someone else. And maybe 
maybe it's just that your energy levels don't match up. And, and I think low energy people sometimes feel threatened or like if your energy is so low and someone with you near you has high energy, like that can be really off putting because you're in such a different state, I think is, is what it boils down to. Um, but I, I noticed this when I, when I go to work, so I work very part-time, um, at the hospital as a nurse and man, unfortunately that is such a toxic, low energy environment. Um, not always, but for the most part, I think, especially after COVID, um, a lot of nurses left the workforce during COVID and the ones that remained, the ones that remained worked so hard and so many extra hours. There were lots of incentives to pick up and, and there were bonuses. Like people were making so much money during COVID, but at the cost of their mental health, right? They were like working overdrive. And I've noticed that when I come into the, to that scene, because I only work once a week or one, even once every other week, I'm coming in with my positive energy to a place that's very like low toxic energy because they're all tired and very burnout. And I feel that shift try to overtake me. And sometimes it does. Sometimes I participate in the negativity because like you said, mm-hmm you borrow what's around you, right? You can't create or destroy. You just borrow what's around you. And it's easy to get sucked into negative energy for sure. Yeah. And I think that's part of like, you know, when we're evolving as people and we're trying to make changes in our life, like I'm going to be very specific, but take, um, like if you're trying to work on not gossiping or something like that, like a very specific thing, the process is you have to remove yourself from anyone in your life who partakes in that sort of behavior so that you can start changing that. If you just say that I'm going to start doing like, start doing this, but then you like, don't change anything else about your life. It's going to be 50 billion times harder. At least that's my experience. So then like with this, it's like, you have to then put people in your life, find people in your life that match your energy or people that you want to be, that you aspire to be like, like, oh, I really love being around her or I love that speaker. I'm going to go to one of their speaking engagements or listen to them on a podcast or whatever. Um, yeah, you're like, a, you're, you're a product of like the five people that you spend the most time with. Like, yeah, like that concept. And I think like, it doesn't just mean Like, okay, just because we want to be better, we want to change that it's that easy. I really think there's a lot of shifting that has to go around and um, being careful with like our time and who we hang out with and allotting that time. And so if it's people that you have to be, like if it's in the workplace and you have to be around them, fine. But then that's going to take extra mindset work on the outside to be able to go in and not let whatever that culture is bug you as much as it did before, or you're going to have to start doing lunch somewhere else or taking a break or going on a walk instead of being in that lunchroom, like that kind of stuff that I think is difficult. It is difficult. And I think, but also like the conversation that I consciously have for my, with myself on the drive into that setting. Now that I know what I'm going to walk into is <clears throat> I am going to create 
the energy in the room. I am not going to follow the energy in the room. I'm going to create the energy in the room. And it really does just take one person to really change that culture or that Mm -hmm. energy in the room. To be the leader to say, nope, not today, folks. Today, we're going to have a good day today. You know, and that doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen, but it's just an energy shift. And like, you really just have to be the leader of that energy. And then people will borrow that energy from you. Um, so it's funny that we're talking about this because real talk, like I <laughs> struggle with that. I think we've talked about this before. Like if my kids are fighting, yeah, it is a trigger for me and it hurts my soul because they're my children and I don't want them fighting. And so I will then be like so emotionally affected by it. And I think I need to take this information and kind of be like, no, like I can create a different rather than being like, ah, stop hiding, you know, and like react. I can say, Hey, today we're going to, you know, tell each other things that you love about each other, whatever it is shifting that. Um, it's very easy for me to be frustrated by what I'm consuming rather than creating a different pattern. Like you said. Just trying to yeah. keep it real over here. <laughs> no, no, I get that because it's a practice every day, which is why we, you know, we say this all the time, but like, this is why it's so important to listen to these types of things or read the mindset book or, you know, we need these constant reminders because we're not always wired properly. Um, and so we need them all the, I need all the mindset help I can get. Um, mm-hmm. But I think like, you know, you could say to your boys, Hey, let's use that energy and go pick up some litter on the side of the road. Like you guys obviously have a lot of energy right now. Let's use it for good. And you know, (laughs) that would encourage them probably to stop fighting real quick (laughs) if they had to go like, yeah, like that with it instead. But I know um, it is true. And it's also like, well, that makes me think too. I mean, I feel like we could go a million different topics, but like we all are created, whether you feel like you need to have an outlet or not, like especially kids, if they're not doing something productive with all of that, like kid energy in them, they are going to do something. They're going to do something with it. So whether it's sports or playing outside or like whatever it is, they need those outlets and we have to be the ones that provide that for them. And then on the flip side for ourselves, we have to provide it for ourselves. We can't expect ourselves to be having these like high stressful jobs or, being a parent or whatever your, um, your role is, and then not having an outlet to be able to expend that. But what other nuggets, like, did, did that guy say anything else like that stuck with you during his speech? I'm going to watch it, but I need to rewatch it again. But that was really the biggest thing was just like to keep your energy, like just be, create, be, if you can't find the energy yourself to be a high energy person, um, and P.S. It was an entrepreneurial based podcast. So he was kind of trying to inspire us to be high energy because it would yield high income. Um, but you could apply it to not income. You could apply it to health or wellness or whatever. Mm-hmm. High energy leads to high X, Y, Z. Um, and so, you know, the, the key nuggets were like, if you don't feel like you have the high energy right now and you can't figure out how to get it, like, Surround yourself with people that do and borrow their energy until it comes natural for you. I love that. I've heard that a lot. And I really love that. Like, 
be where the leaders are. Like leaders are born when they surround themselves with other leaders. And so instead of thinking of Susie as that person who has it all and you don't have what she has and you know what, flip that switch and like go hang out with Susie and let her inspire you instead of letting Susie make you feel like you're less than. Like that's that's a you problem. <laughs> Tough love, that's a you problem. Flip the switch and go be with Susie and let her let her energy seep into you. Um, Almost like a flip of like, you know, that verse that says comparison is a thief of joy. It's almost like, well, if you do the reverse of that, like comparison could be like the cat, like catapult your joy. If, or sorry, lack of comparison. Like if you surround yourself with somebody instead of comparing, like that can catapult you into the life or the joy that you're seeking. Cause the reason why we're comparing is because you're envious of something that they have, like, let that be an indicator that they could teach you something. And you can also have that. (laughs) And you always, if you find yourself like, this is a true, like ego check. Like if you find yourself always needing to be the best person in the room, first of all, you're not going to grow because you're at the top in that scenario. And why are, why do you need to be that best person in the room? Is this like, are you just trying to feed your own ego versus like, go be around people that are better than you at something and let them inspire you. Like, you know, you just have to tweak your mindset there, of course. But, um, I also think we're, we're in such like a, um, cool, like as much as people were, okay. So as much as we have a million things coming at us in the media world, we're in a cool space that we literally have access to almost anyone. And there's so many leaders and speakers and inspirational people that do free stuff now. Like, I mean, mainly podcasts or whatever that are so cool. And if you make time for that and I make time for that, like, you know, it can really pump us up. I find, I was just talking to, uh, I had my, my hair appointment yesterday with my hair girl, Tani. And I was talking to her yesterday about this, my Instagram algorithm I only, and maybe I've talked to you about this too. I only see farm stuff because yeah. <laughs> I, because I've been so much, I've been following so many farming accounts and so, or off grid living or like homesteading accounts, like truly that's really all I see on my Instagram, which is cool because I'm learning a lot, but if I'm not careful, that can put me in a, into a headspace of like, oh my gosh all of these people are already doing this and they're doing it so much better than I am. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to stop because there's already someone out there doing it. <laughs> um, and like, whoa, that's like a really toxic mindset that you have to pull out of and let those people inspire you instead of, um, instead of not, you know? Yeah. But I do think that's very relatable because it's like, it's really easy to, to, to feel that way. And I think that that is relatable. I don't know, whatever that's called, like it's just a mindset or whatever. It's relatable. Yeah, for I'm sure. still really trying to figure out who the, I found the guy's name is Nick just through like our Modera conversation, but I don't okay. know what his last name is. Um, hmm. 
we don't have personal assistants that are Googling stuff while we talk. We are the assistants and well, here we are. from my phone. So I can't even use my phone. To oh Google. yeah. So, but, but one more thing I want to say that you were talking about when you were talking about your boys, it made me think of, um, I think his name is Joel Salatin. He's like, a. If I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's like a, he's like the, the godfather of regenerative farming. He's like, he knows everything. And he, I read, he has multiple books. And one of the books I read at the very beginning, he talked about when he was a young boy, he would go out with his father or his grandfather and they would chop wood for hours. And that was his job for their farm was that he chopped the wood. And if he didn't chop the wood, there was no heat for their family because they had a wood burning stove as their main source of heat. And then he went on to say like how much work it was and how much energy it it took from him to do that. And he said, and I think this is so cool and accurate that if every boy in America was out chopping wood for the amount of time that he was, they would feel so empowered because they were heating their, they were using their, they were providing heat for their family, something Mm -hmm. super crucial. And they would not have the energy to go out drinking and being promiscuous and doing all the things until the wee hours morning because they would be sleeping because they worked so hard because they'd be tired yeah yeah Yeah, that's there's truth to that just in the shift of the way that we've lived I think goes back to what we were saying earlier about this is a really all over the place conversation but like the our children have so much excess energy because they're sitting inside no I'm not talking about your boys I'm just saying no they I mean our culture general is just way more sedentary than we were ever I think built to be um and you know a body in motion stays in motion and a body at rest stays at rest like that whole look at you my gosh Um, but it's true you know like so anyway it's all no it's true and I think it's like like you said it's the way we live like you're obviously you guys made the pivot but like we have a little plot of land in a suburban neighborhood and there's not really like wood to chop and there's not a lot of like we haven't created a life where we we have you know the first world luxuries and I'm very thankful for that but it's like I do think there's downfalls of that and um you have to seek out you have to like create the ways that your kids can be helpful to your house or whatever it is get that energy out and I think back in the day we weren't taking them to like trampoline parks they were going out and milking cows and chopping wood and doing all that stuff you know and I'm sure not all of it was fun my dad grew up on a farm um but it definitely is like life skill type stuff yeah super cool sure yeah oh wait I I can't hear you Uh oh what happened? Okay, I think it's time we go because Christy's audio went gone. It gone. Okay, can you hear me now? A little, actually, I can a little bit, but not okay. like well, I could before. I do think it's time to wrap it up, anyway. So I, I don't know, but energy, borrow it from someone until you can find it for your own. Okay. Um, good. I like that. I will listen. It inspired me and, um, I hope you guys have a good week. High energy folks. Oh, and, 
Um, I hope that you guys are doing your 30 minutes of exercise a day. I feel yes, really good. Was- do you feel good, yes, Christy? I do. I feel very good. And I've been very consistent with it. And I'm very proud of myself for that. Yay. Oh, and really quick. Sorry, I keep talking. But um, I did hot yoga yesterday for the first time in a million years. Like, you guys, if you have a chance to go do that, I think they turn it up to 105 degrees in a yoga room. And oh my gosh, I was like the sweatiest I've ever been, but it felt so good. It was very, the one that I did was vinyasa. So it was fast paced. So if you don't do yoga, maybe don't like try that class. Like at the first round, you could do a slower one. Whew, that was good. I feel like I'm detoxed for a good couple of days, but yeah. anyway. Okay. Go do yoga. Go do yoga. <laughs> do your thing. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you.